0: What's going on everyone? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and go to go Press. I'm your host, Elliot Barr, and joining me as always is the coach that's not on the hot seat. No. Shania Duran the second. Not on the hot seat. Don't want to be on no hot seat. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of managers come. What, June 1st? Yeah. It's like your New England Revolution. That uh, was fire left, left, right, and center.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, when when you've got a squad that can't get a win, or do and even when they're leading, can't hold a lead, someone's got to, heads got to roll. Someone's got to go.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. We'll talk about heads got to roll. Did you see what, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's in charge of, like, USL. He's, like, the president. Mm-hmm. I tweeted, I texted to you earlier. About um the concussion issue. Yes. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, how I feel about
1: it is it's about time. Um, I agree. Concussions is a big, big, big issue in sports. Um, for me, it's always been a big issue because growing up, one of my favorite players to watch had to end his career early because he had played with too many concussions. Yeah. Taylor Twellman. Yeah and I'm glad that he's basically at the forefront of this movement basically and I mean I mean seeing reading that article and seeing how he described the situation in the Champions League game
0: um Tottenham it was Vertonghen yeah it was Vertonghen oh getting I'm that sorry. head injury I mean yeah. it, so for those who don't know pretty much um it came out today that USL, uh, I believe, is not this. I think it's next year, right? Yeah, next year. So if a player has a head injury, they're going to allow a team to use a s- temporary substitution
1: while they check while, while they, they do- check
0: the player out. And if the player is how they're going to come on, then that player that was up for him gets put back out. Mm-hmm. And when I do see some people saying that you know it could be abused, like what if I'm just running and I accidentally collide into someone, and then I actually I have a concussion and I'm just tired and knackered. I hope I'm hoping that people wouldn't be that dirty and grimy just to use the rule like that. I'm pretty sure USL is going to use some extensive like, if you're, you know, if you're getting pulled out of the game for a concussion, you have to at least wait this x amount of time before you can be brought back in if you're yeah. cleared, you know. But this is great. Um, this allows because we lost. I mean, like the point you said about Vertong and how it kind of seemed like he was rushed to go back into the game. Now it's kind of it kind of eliminates the whole thing where like there's no rush.
1: Yeah, there's no rush to get him back yeah. into the game. And uh, my my biggest issue is not necessarily that he was rushed to get back into the game. They didn't do any concussion protocol at all with him. No. They just stopped his nose from bleeding, and they're like, okay, you're good, clean him up, put him back out there. Yeah. And you saw he almost collapsed when he came back off. He
0: yeah. did. I mean, and, luckily, I mean... I'm glad the fact that Vertonghi knew that something wasn't right. He didn't try to keep playing. Yeah. But at the same point, you know, you never want to get to that point where a player should ever be in a circumstance. So, we'll put the article um, in the link down below so you guys can check it out, read up on it and everything like that. But the main thing that happened this weekend was a 2-0 2 win over FC Tucson. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you sound really excited about it. At the stadium, I was about to have a heart attack. Uh, like, any I minute, I was ready to be like, all right, Lord, you can take me now.
1: <laughs> I know. It, it It was a very back-and-forth game um, in terms of where the chances were coming.
0: No, it did. It seemed like everything was being played in the middle of the field. It wasn't like... It wasn't like how Larenson played us when they were playing pretty much like the first 15 in front of our 18 box. Yeah. Or how... Like, Virginia, United, we were playing right in front of the A.C. Everything was in front of the park, in the middle of the park. It seemed like if you got a pass off, the you were kind of slip through. If not, then it kind of got recycled and pushed back in. I I will tell you this. Watching SC Tucson, I was really surprised at how physical they were with us Mm -hmm. because I wasn't expecting that. I was kind of expecting them just to sit off deep, kind of have like two blocks of four, and just be like, look, we're not letting you have a direct shot on goal. That's what I was expecting. But they it pretty much their whole game plan was get the ball, kick it forward. If we get the knockdown, great. If not, push everyone up forward so Richard has to play through. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of like passes in the middle, a lot of combination passes.
1: No, not really. There. Uh and on you saw I saw a couple quite a few yellow cards went out. Yeah, I mean more. And when, if you're gonna be that physical, exactly. I, you're gonna get yellow. Exactly, and and with with players out there who can really move the ball quickly, it's a gamble because yeah. I mean, it, it, we we've got players that can move the ball quickly out of the way and draw a foul easily. Yeah, and so I I don't know. I feel that that was a disservice to Tucson. I mean, they they I understand what they were trying to do. They're trying to get in our face get physical, push up. But, I mean, I feel that the kickers, they really weathered the storm very
0: well. All right, yeah, the and first then, 20 minutes or so, you could tell. Like, I mean, granted, we had our opportunities. Um, I know there was a well-placed ball. I think Scott Thompson crossed the ball in. Their goalkeeper got it to it. But there were opportunities. Um, Oh, one of the best opportunities, Akwe. <sighs> I didn't know Akwe had a foot like that. Like, oh, he yo, hit it. He almost... <laughs> Chipped him, like if that ball is—I swear—I think six inches to maybe ten inches lower, he chipping—he chips the goalkeeper. Yeah, like, from like forty yards out, like and to he's, tell you how impressive this is, he's pretty much just collects the ball and just dribbles in the midfield and just happens just to pick his head up and just look as he saw the goalkeeper off his line and just decided to take a shot. I mean that's so you can tell like that's that's a player. It's not only in confidence, <clears throat> but after the play, I didn't see anyone like, you know how normally you're playing a, a game with someone and they do something like that, you're like, dude, why did you do that? I didn't see anyone do that. It was not just because like, right. it was a chance and it was he was close. He was close. He
1: was. I mean, I. I I remember rewinding to watch that one again and he didn't really have any dangerous options.
0: No, he didn't. So he said, yeah, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean... Try and chip the keeper from all the way out here. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this right now. He scores that. That's goal of the year. Yeah. That, Hands down. Joey might have, like, win MVP. That's the that's only goal of the year. Yeah, And chip a keeper from 40 out. <laughs> and it's not like you run it on and he's like, at the 18 or the 20, and he's trying to run back on goal. No, he's like,
1: he's the almost, six. yeah, he's almost on his goal. Like, he's yeah. on the doorstep. Yeah. And you get it into
0: that space, oh. Yeah, like. That was close. That was impressive. That was. That was impressive. I mean, Akira, what can we say again? The guy is one of the best goalkeepers in League One. Look, um thing with Akira is. Third, third clean sheet so far this season. Yep. No, 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 Fourth. Fourth. fourth my We got the 0 0 draw, yeah. the 2 1 0 win. Fourth clean sheet so far this season. Oh, and think gosh. about it. The man had an acrobatic save in the 21st minute. Oh, Pretty much, I think it was Hunsworth. He yes. won the ball inside of our own box. I'm not going to lie, it's impressive bit of skill. He tips the ball up in front of our goal, and then Devin Jimbonga? I don't know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, he leaped up that Akira like split second decision like that that's a reaction that's nothing you can think about like oh that was just direction. instincts you just got to go and he got a finger to it and tipped it over the bar and yeah no that I'm was that was just he instincts he, he he i mean Akira's
1: quickness is what makes him the the uh just absolutely fantastic um, yeah
0: most definitely i mean having a goalkeeper that's you know, under, what, six foot? is what, five ten, five eleven. Mm, I think so. 5'11". Five, five, 5'11"? Yeah. All right, so we'll give him six foot. Six, six foot Six with foot cleats. with cleats on, yeah. Six foot with cleats on. <laughs> um, the downside of that is that you don't have a goalkeeper that can come out like a guy that's six four, six five that can just stand up and get corners.
1: Exactly. But
0: a goalkeeper that size, the plus size to it is he's very agile. He's very quick on his feet. He's very light on his feet. And we saw that there. I mean, he had some very impressive saves, balls that were shot right at him, balls that he had to kinda of dive out for. I will tell you this, it's been a long time since Richard and we've had some great goalkeepers here. Rich- yeah. Travis Wara, um Spanienberg, Taylor Twellman. T-
1: i t- Ryan Taylor, sorry. <laughs> I'm still in the concussion conversation. Ryan,
0: Let me find out Tyler Tweman's playing goalkeeper for us. <laughs> Kind of impressive. That'll be a problem. Um, <laughs> but it's been a long time since we had a goalkeeper play consecutive games and rack up clean sheets. And now exactly. that the back four felt comfortable with him, you can see that.
1: Oh, feel comfortable
0: with that. You yeah, feel comfortable with this four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can see um, Akwe and Keita both. You didn't see them having that body language of having to look over their shoulder to make sure. Goldie's in the right position. No. No, they could keep an eye on the defender. If they're tracking back for a ball, they could keep an eye on the defender and know, okay,
0: I need to get this ball to my keeper and just pass it back without having to look to see if he's yeah. ready. Definitely. I mean, granted, now being in the stands and you weren't at the game, there no. were a lot of – it is so funny. There were a lot of fans getting frustrated because we were playing out of the back so much and how Arizona – I mean, not Arizona. Tucson was pressing us so much. Yeah. That a lot of fans was like, just just boot the ball along, just get it off the field. But then I turn, I like, I tell people, we can play last year because we booted the ball along and we didn't have any combination play. Exactly. Now we're doing combination play, and I get it. Like certain moments, certain moments
1: you feel that it calls for it, but th- those are the moments that you need to have. <clears throat> you know, you need to have that that metal yeah. and to 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 know that. We can still work the ball around. Whether there's pressure or not, we've got to be able to trust each other. Yeah,
0: most definitely. I mean, just the peace of mind, knowing you have a goalkeeper that's good with his feet, with ball distribution is key and as important as mm-hmm. having a midfielder that has great vision. Yes. I mean, definitely for the system that we're playing. I know Bobby Warshaw said that we don't have the players that fit the system, but once again, we're playing in League One. We don't have MLS quality players. not saying our players aren't good, but they're not MLS quality. But I think the the more that this system is working, that we get more comfortable with it. We're going to have bumps and bruises in this system. Mm -hmm. We're going to give up cheap possession and cheap balls. Yeah. You know, but it's good to see that we now have a style of play and players that fit that style of play.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Not plugging, you know trying to fit a circle in a square basically yeah. putting a player in a position that they or playing in a style where you don't have the personnel for that's how that's how you end up having a messed up season that's yeah. how you end up giving up cheap goals um but in this situation everyone's comfortable everyone knows what they're doing and Abubakar Keita made up for his couple of little missteps
0: Oh, he did, man. I got to say (laughs) this, too. Abubakar has, like, some fights in this team. And first of all, before we talk about him more, shouts out to him for making the U-20 World Cup roster. Yes. Go out there and show out, young man. Go out and show out. Um, But he has some fights in this team. Because during the game, I think it was during during the second half, and I don't know if he was cramping or whatnot. I don't Uh know. But I know there was, like, a bottle and a protein bar. Uh-huh. On the side, so when the ball went out, he would go over there, drink, and eat it. So, to two Tucson coach started yelling at Kato, like, Hey, what's the delay? Why is it taking so long? And Kato just looked at him and was like, Why are you yelling? <laughs> and he just looked at him, he was like, Just be quiet. And actually, SC- and I think Chen would have explained to him, like, Oh, he might be cramping, dah, dah, dah. that's what he's doing. It. And SC Tucson coach was like, Oh, I'm so-. he was trying to apologize. And Kato just looked at him, and was just like, eh. Just went back
1: to <laughs> like, <Okay>. I mean, <laughs> he's got a little flair to him. Yeah, I like does. that. Look, hey, he's a young player. He's he's and uh, to be honest with you, this game was a perfect picture of who he is as a player. He played very well. He today. did,
0: and he played that center back role very well with um, Akwe. Yes, like, I know the game before this. He was playing kind of the left back. Yeah, um, he was playing a little left, lot of position. Yeah, positions. left back, right back. I think his true position is center back. Mm-hmm. I think the more he plays it, the more he is comfortable with it. I mean, I gotta keep my eye on it because I'm definitely gonna watch him in the U twenty World Cup now that yeah. he's in it. But it seems like he he, he did his job. He definitely he set did. He shut down a very potent offense that we were talking last week. Was like, I mean, granted Vega wasn't playing, so they were out of the midfield depth. But this is the offense that just. Two weeks ago, I mean, not even two weeks a week ago, Mm -hmm. put two up against Lansing. Yep. So, you know, and we know how aggressive Lansing is. So, to get through Lansing, you got to have quick, speedy offense.
1: Yeah. So, the
0: fact that now we had a clean sheet, but our center backs held out well, speaks big. Speaks really big. I mean, for all that being said, we had 10 shots on total goal with 60% possession and like we said, we're first in the league in clean sheets. So, yeah. and that that was another thing. I mean,
1: it was sixty percent possession, but it wasn't knocking the ball around at the back possession.
0: Yeah, it I was, mean, it was some recycled possession, but yeah, recycled. It was still possession. like we're trying to there penetrate was, and Yes, poke there holes. were
1: ideas. they There was trying. We were trying to push forward. We were trying to get into their space, and I mean, we had some really good chances and. All in all, when you see that it was the even though Tucson did scare us at certain points, the kickers pretty much dominated this game. Yeah. In terms of possession, passing, moving the ball, in terms of the rhythm and the tempo of the game, the Richmond kickers dictated how this game was gonna go.
0: I mean, only you gotta do is look at like passes going forward, the number of passes in the game, totally like it was it was a game who was Richmond dominated, mm-hmm. and that's why I think like most of the stadium was just like, all right, is this gonna be a nil nil? Because it kind of had that feel to it. Like we could have played for like ten hours and we didn't know we were gonna score. Now, yeah. luckily, we did. It opened it up, but it was like what we had four hundred thirty nine passes, two hundred thirty eight. We had a hundred seventy eight passes in their own half. They only had ninety six in ours. Yep. So, it, like I said, like, Tucson was not trying to play any balls in the middle. They were like, look, as soon as you get the ball, it was always like they were looking long and looking for a knockdown. Yeah. And just like, if we don't get a knockdown, press up for it, pin them in deep. And trying. And yeah. try to, like, slow this game down. But
1: I, I, I don't see how, as a coach, you can think that'll work. Especially... I mean, especially with how good our back line is. Yeah. And gr- granted, we are we were playing Keita, but now imagine if Shinovsky's back there with his composure. Is it really a good idea to try and play pressing against a back line that's that composed? Not only that, they have Maxi Rodriguez floating around in there to provide an
0: outlet. I mean, in terms of if you're trying to replicate what happened against Lansing, then yes. Yeah, well you don't have the personnel that Lansing do. I mean yeah
1: that's true. You know, and that's that's the thing. Tucson Tucson's players are not the type that can do
0: what Lansing do. I mean I will tell them that I would say this. The game plan for them was working. If they were trying to just get a point on the road and just nick a point, uh, it was working up until yeah. you know Richmond Messi <laughs> <showing off>. Yes. <laughs> Richmond's messy. The crazy <laughs> thing before this, he actually got hurt. Yeah. Before that. So when he went down, everyone was just like,
1: Oh No. Man. no. Like here it goes. I was I was sitting there in my living room. I was like,
0: no, no. So of all the players. So for those who don't know, <laughs> Shaneer can't make it to most games because he has a child, uh, a second, a, a version of him. <laughs> so I don't tweet. I don't text him. None of us are on the game. I just tell him, like, hey, go watch the game. So when he's watching the game the next day, he will text me and tell me, like, oh, my God, this happened. Oh, my God, that happened. Like, I wasn't at the game. <laughs> so the fact that, I mean, imagine your response. No, I watched this one live. Oh, you did? I watched this one oh, okay. live. <laughs> so when he went down, I was just like, oh. And it didn't look good. Like, it looked like they bought – Rich with ambulance on the field, they brought the cart out. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, he was torn his hamstring. Like oh, he was in such God. good sport. And you saw the way it was. There was no contact. No, it, it was He went up for a ball, and
1: the and way you he went he just he grabbed. Just grabbed. I, no. I saw y'all
0: with all Yeah, me. we were just like, oh, <laughs> man, this is that good. I could see y'all
1: on the footage over there. They, they actually zoomed in on the Red Army while they were taking care of him. Yeah. I was and like, all, and you could see everyone with just hands on their heads, hands over their mouth. Because, I mean,
0: when you have a player like Like, Karis G, and don't get me wrong, like, Maxie? i got to give all the respect to running Max. The man had the most duels one with 14 and what, the most tackles with four? Oh, and
1: he had a moment yeah. in that game where I think the ball had gone back to either Akwe or Scott. Thompson. I think it was Scott. I think Scott Thompson. And Thompson gives the ball to him and he's under pressure. And the way he broke this... <laughs> he broke dude's ankles. I mean, he just cut around him with such ease. He made it look so easy, but he broke his
0: ankles. On I him. mean, but that's... You can tell why he's the captain. Yes. Because, I mean, to put someone in that kind of position where there's a lot of responsibility on him, you mm-hmm. got to be able to trust that player. Yes. And, and he's so he trustworthy. Was special. I mean, he's
1: he's one of those guys where... You give him the ball, you know at least eight
0: times out of ten, he's not going to lose it. Yeah. Like, if if we were to go stats overall for the season, I don't imagine Maxi having no more than, what, three goals this season? But I imagine him racking up a bunch of assists he, or having balls. The I think they call it, what, the MLS assist, the assist to the assist? Yes. I imagine Maxie having a bunch of, because of the role and the position that yeah, he plays. Key passes,
1: yeah, key passes. Yeah. Uh, things like that. I mean, he... According to Foot Mob, he's man
0: of the match. And I don't know if everyone else has him as man of the match too, but Well, he... on Twitter, everyone else was like, Joey G, and I can't blame him. Because the goal he had... <sighs> Another Messi-esque goal. I mean... <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. He really did pull... Who was the guy that got hurt? I'm not gonna say Paul Pierce. It was the guy uh, for the New York Knicks. Um, God, I know someone's gonna tweet me and tell me, I can't think of his name right now. But pretty much he got hurt and then showed up back in the game.
1: And, and like had like just, this
0: monster performance. And that's what Joey G did. Like, yeah. Got hurt, came back on the field, and pretty much It was it was beautiful. Like, so pretty much Akwe passed the ball back to Joey G. And where we're standing at, it looked like he's just dribbling back to relief pressure. Yeah. And then he just on a dime, makes just a cut, cut, just one hundred eighty degrees. Tell, like the guy that was beside him for FC Tucson was like, "All right, he's making a run back. I'm gonna try and make it yeah, chase down whoever he passes yeah, it to and put him under and pressure." As soon as he makes the cut back, all of FC Tucson's pressure goes out the door. <laughs> exactly. So now he just has like a straight line shot. And he just dribbling, 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 and puts it into the bottom left
1: corner uh oh, and it, it, it was it was a glorious goal man it was beautiful i man <laughs>
0: like I, I I look I think he's leading the USL League one and um goals I think he's like tied or maybe number one for golden boots so far. Mm-hmm. But He's made goals and big moments for our club. He's the charismatic piece of the team.
1: Yes. He you is. He's, he's that guy, you know, at any moment can just pull off a moment of brilliance.
0: Yeah. And I, 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 I trust him. I
1: know. I, know. I you, trust him. You know that even if, you know, when we may be having a rough day, it's like, oh, are we going to score? Are we going to score? Joey G just might pull something out of the
0: hat. Yeah, most just... definitely, man. And look, it was, it was big time for him did sound from because you think about it, it's the 85th minute fc tucson's like all right our game plan worked okay we we get we're gonna a go point. we're
1: gonna get an away point and just
0: yeah like we came all the way to these coins we got a waypoint we can let's just shut it down close it out Joey g scores so now fc tucson's whole agenda goes <laughs> out the window yep <laughs> And the it house pretty, is on fire. Yeah, it's pretty much like they're Get like fire oh, brigade. <laughs> and it ain't a lot. Like there was like maybe like a three minute spell where I was just sitting there. I was just like, all right, they're gonna bring mad pressure. And actually, Tucson. I don't know if anyone saw it. They have a tall lineup.
1: Yes, like, they, do. Like, they, tall. they do. They have. They do. They have some pretty big dudes.
0: Yeah, I mean even their goalie. He's
1: like six four, six yeah, eight, six four. Solid. He's a nineteen year old kid too, and he's
0: that big. Yeah, solid. <laughs> like, so, like. He almost looked like he could be playing tight end. Exactly. Yep. solid. And just talk about how physical FC Tucson was again. Like, in WAPE, at certain moments of the game, I was like, yo, coach might call him off. Like, pull him off because he was getting so bullied on the ball at moments. Like, he was getting mugged. Yeah.
1: I mean, he was, but I I think what... David Bulow did was actually a lot smarter. I know most coaches probably would've been like, alright, take Moape off before he... Get, I would've done catch, it. <laughs> catches an elbow to the face or something. like yeah. Because, I mean, they were
0: big and they were angry. They were like, we wanted to get out of here with a point. Let's try and get a goal. They were desperate. Yeah, like the whole game, it was like, FC Tucson was like, look, you can do whatever you want on the wings. Mm-hmm. You are not coming up the middle. So anytime one of our players try to do combination passes in the middle... I tried to come in the middle. It oh, was they like were they were, ca- it was bodies on them. Oh, then they were getting clattered. Yeah. But I, I think the
1: smart move that um that Bulo did was not to um not to take off Moape, but to bring on Justin Grove. Yeah, I mean Because Justin Grove, I mean, granted Justin Grove doesn't play a lot. So, you've got Chin. Chin is a pretty tall guy.
0: Yeah, and Jackson came off. So, I think Jackson Jackson was a substitute for Grove.
1: No, for um, Bulldog. Bulldog came on for Uh, Jackson. And Grove came on for Chin. So, when you take Chin off, you're thinking, oh my goodness, alright. So, we're we're hunkering down defensively. But what is not taken into consideration is that you've taken off the three scores right now. Yeah. So you've taken off Jackson, Joey G, and Chin. So now Tucson is thinking, all right, they're holding up, they're defending, let's push forward. So now Muape is ignored.
0: Yeah. Pretty and much hey, that's what happens to the And no.
1: Grove and Bulldog, both subs come on to connect to get the ball to Moape. Hey, because just way. because Justin Grove is one of those players I could tell that when he came on, I was like, oh, Justin Joe Grove came on and he was composed and you could tell he was playing defensively but still he had his eyes open. And every time the ball came to him he was looking for those penetrating passes. And it worked. Grove to Bulldog
0: found Muape wide open into space. I'm going to apologize now to Bulldog because when he had the ball right before he passed it to Muape I was like take it to the corner take it to the corner (laughs) just Take it to the corner. And then he plays the ball to the WAPE. And I'm like, oh, he's going to score. Never mind. Score. Score. <laughs> and I didn't see it. So when I went back and watched the replay, I didn't realize he nutmegged the dude. Yes. I yes. didn't realize he nutmegged Yes, him. he met him. And I'm like, yo, mmm. USL League One gonna have a hard time picking goal of the week because you got two goals. Yes. I don't know if they can pick two goals from the same game, but hey, look, USL League One, you got to because for you to nutbag a person and to go above the keeper's head and to score, I, I tip my hat to you, my man. Yes.
1: No. That and it, was a, it was the a celebration
0: was top class. Just In Wap I don't need you to do that celebration no more. Yeah. Cause I swear, boy. If you, so much mess up your knees, <laughs> it's not going to be good.
1: Yeah. We need you. I mean, yeah. I mean, when he came off that celebration, he was a little ginger. Uh, oh, I didn't I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I was like, ooh, no more It was flips. one of those, no those celebrations that made my knees hurt. Yeah. Like, ooh. No, he he did it, and I was like, "Oh, look at him! That's cool!" And he was kind of limping over. Uh, when uh, the, I was like, "Wait a minute, don't, don't do that again." Don't,
0: don't <laughs> when that. when you score next time, just run over, just run over to us. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just run over to the red army, or just just celebrate. <laughs> do something more safe, more safe. Okay, more safe. Yeah. But I mean, look, this, with this game one, we stayed third in the table. We were, I think, second until Tormenta to decided to wake up yesterday and beat. Um, TFC two. Yeah. So we're third in the table. We have a game at hand over Ford. Akira has his fourth clean sheet so far the year. And Josie has his fourth goal of the year. So wait, does that, does that put Akira at the top of the yeah. clean sheets? Yeah. So he's golden got,
1: he's, okay.
0: So right now I think we have the golden glove winner and the golden, golden boot winner. I mean, Pogs sorry so far. What? Like out of eight games so far this year? Yeah, eight games so far this year, and look, I'm still holding on. that to game ten, where I will give my my outlook on this team. On the, on this kicker's team. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. I know you already gave yours. I, I said I'm holding on to game ten. <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm,
1: of course you've you got to revisit it at game ten. Game ten is like that's like the marker. It's like yeah. game ten, week ten.
0: That's want to see what now we see you got. What's,
1: now we can look back and and kind of. I know we're kind of still on a high. From how things have been going so far. Because we've got no to
0: To anyone listening to this podcast. You can understand how hard it's been for two years. Like look. Yeah. If you want to tell any Kickers fan. I'll give you four games at home. You get three wins. One of those is a US Open Cup win. And you get one draw against a team that you've been struggling with all year. But you get a comfort behind victory. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyone's taking that. Ah. Yeah. Like, Like. Honestly,
1: and and not only that, and I understand that that it's not a league team, but to have a decisive 6-2 win midweek, just decisive, I mean, knock out, and I mean, if it's not for a moment of brilliance, it's 6-1. Yeah. Because, I mean, that last goal that, that Virginia United scored, yeah, that's, definitely. That's, like, that's U.S. Open Cup goal of the week. Right like <laughs> I, will, I will say this.
0: Now, granted, we're going to talk about the U.S. Open Cup game against North Carolina FC. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, I'm going to be on six-point, I think a six-point weekend podcast mm-hmm. um, tomorrow because they want to interview us for the game. Okay. So I'm going to be in there tomorrow. But we're going to talk about the U.S. Open Cup game. But... Upcoming road trip. So we play North Carolina FC on the road, then we go to Greenville. And then we finish up with Orlando City B, and then we have kind of like a week or so break before we play North Texas at home.
1: Okay, oof, that's gonna be the tough one because they're on what
0: five games, five wins. I think so. No, yeah, I think they're five yeah. games, five wins. Five
1: games, five wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's. I think not... they had their first what deficit this week. That first and they came back and won four one. Now albeit is against Orlando City B. But still, like North North
1: Texas looking really impressive. Yeah. Um there's a bunch of one I mean they, they got the three two win over Chattanooga. Yeah. But that's Chattanooga. Chattanooga lost to Tormentas <laughs> second <laughs> Tormenta two. Yeah,
0: I mean, they had a good <laughs> game against Ford. I think they drew against Ford this past week. Ooh, Chattanooga? Yeah, I think they did. Mm, did they draw? Yeah, they drew. Yeah, they drew Yeah, they drew with the Flamingos. Yeah, two two. Madison. Yeah. 2-2. Yeah, so I mean, like we said earlier, there's gonna is going to be a lot of parody in this league. That's why that Orlando City B game kinda scares me. Yeah. I know it's way too early to talk about it. That game just scares me because we are going down the coast. That's a lot of time on the road. I just, I'm just hoping we're not like getting caught up in like jet lag or tiredness. Well, I mean, wait, so so our next few games, oh, all on the road, North Carolina, the US Open Cup game, Greenville. Orlando. I mean, we're not,
1: we're not, we're, we're we're in the same time zone. We're just heading down the coast. I don't think it's gonna be too much of a problem. I'm more worried about after that Orlando. Um, Orlando B game then we come back here to play Texas then we're going to Tucson that's where my worry is because that's when you're worried about the jet lag issue and I'm even more worried about the following week because you know what everyone says jet lag is worse when you're going east so when heading out to Tucson, it might not be that bad, but heading back to Richmond to play against Chattanooga, yeah,
0: yeah that's true, that's true. It
1: messes with you. Maybe, head a maybe bit. I'm just like, but it's a whole week. And... It's a whole week between. I mean, the, the game against Orlando City B is the only midweek game we have for a while.
0: Yeah,
1: Every, you know, we'll get better. you come back from Tucson. Get a couple days rest, couple of days of practice, take Friday off, ready for the game on Saturday. I mean.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: Yeah, so that's,
0: I I think I think I think we should be okay. Yeah. So let's get to the meat and potatoes, the game that everyone wants to hear us talk about. US Open Cup game, North Carolina FC. Uh <sighs> someone of, kind of our kind rivals. We only really played them for one year. That was last year. Played three yeah. games against them, but they're coming off of a loss two win to the Ottawa FC. They sit seventh in USO Championship with four wins, I believe. Three losses and two draws. So, oh, my fault. Three draws, two losses. If I got that right. At home, two wins, two draws. They have two wins against the USL champion in Louisville, which was 4-1, the first game of the year. Uh-huh. And then another 4-1 against the worst team in USL championship in Hartford. Yeah. Athletic. I don't know if you watched them. Hartford is dreadful.
1: Yeah, no, they're, they're atrocious. They, like that. I, I, yeah, no. It's...
0: <laughs> You know who's there at Harford? Who? Um. Uh, Giuseppe. What? Yeah, Giuseppe's at Harford. Ah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Sorry, Sorry buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Should have said it in Rachel.
1: Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. Look at that.
0: Right. No With, undefeated in five games. That's saying something for yeah. us. And then what? Uh, they had two draws at home. Like I said, against Charleston and Memphis, that both ended one one. Mm-hmm. So they scored ten at home, and only given up four. But four will against a horrible Hartford team, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So they're guess, they're where are they? around mid table seventh. I think they're in a playoff spot. Um, are they in a playoff spot? I believe so. Uh, they're in seventh. I think it's
1: top so, eight yeah. though, so they're yeah, right it's there. The top eight, yeah. Yeah, they're they're in a playoff spot, but. They're one point off of not being a playoff spot with um Indy Eleven and Ottawa are at eighth and ninth, but they're tied in points and have a game in hand over North Carolina. Okay. So they, it's 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 a toss up. <laughs>
0: it, it, it
1: sure <laughs> and, and and that's that's what I like about both the USL championship, USL League One no one's really running away from it, except partially. As of right now, with only five games played, Texas, North Texas, yeah, they've got five games, five wins, but that is just five games. And in the grand scheme of things, that's not that's not something to really worry about yet. If we get to game ten and They're still Texas are, are still just winning every game, then yeah. we've got something to worry yeah. about.
0: There we go. <laughs> All right, so we played against them three times last year. We lost the last two. We only won one, and that was the March 31st game, which you won 2-1. So I asked Six Point Weekend, like, hey, how do you guys play? And he pretty much, I don't know if he looked at Richmond past game, but he said they pretty much, we pretty much played the same. But we both like playing out of the back. It's lots of wing play, and they're looking for things on the counter. So, with that being said, I'm kind of thinking now, like, we're going to see, like, mirror, mirror, mirror images of each other? Like, like is this the kind of game where it's, like, both teams, tactically, are going to be the same, and it's just, like, talent takes over? It's a, not necessarily, a talent since it's in the nuances.
1: The the It's in the details. It's in the details, because... <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. I don't need to laugh. <laughs> Jadier just picked up his glass. He like, was ready to take a sip. And then he realized nothing was in it. It just looked so sad. <laughs> no, there's still
1: something in it. No, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go back to your point. I'm sorry, that was just No, I, I mean, it, North Carolina, they play like us in terms of the passing and the playing out of the back and the way they try and do combination passes. But also, it's not just what you do on the ball it's what the richmond kickers do off the ball. What players who are doing while we have possession? Yeah. I it's just it's different. The way the way the kickers move off the ball is something that I have not really seen much before. And when you look at North Carolina, they are yeah, they like to move the ball around. Yeah, they like to hit those combination plays, those overlaps, but they still just—they still remain in their formation. Their mm-hmm. formation is very rigid. Yeah, it, kicker's it is. formation is practically non-existent in a good
0: way. Yeah, I mean, from so, what I can see, this is just like some impromptu research that I did. Their formation is either a four-one-four-one like ours mm-hmm. or a four-four-one-one.
1: Yeah. So if you're playing a four four one one, you can't really. I mean, of course, you can always ch- turn it into a four two three one, or you can change you, a four four one one can be morphed, but only but so much. Yeah, a four one four one, normally you can't really morph that. David Bulo found out how, but
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine. I can, I can see. I haven't watched a bunch of North Carolina FC. I tried to watch the Ottawa game, but it was Mother's Day. And by the way, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Happy mother's Day. Um, Especially happy Mother's Day to our lovely wives. We love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when the Kickers have this four one four one formation, we see Maxi drop back to the third back, So it's kind of like a 3 5 2 with Chen, who kind of is on the wing, kind of goes up top and he floats Mm -hmm. in between. Yeah. So it's like a three five two if I'm doing math right. Yeah, Yeah. I'm doing math right. (laughs) 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 Because I I was having a real time trying to add a five and two. (laughs) But that's kinda like the formation we have when we're attacking. Now when we're kinda sitting back, it kinda goes into where Maxi kinda drops back more Mm -hmm. and then we have like a solid back five. And then Chen would tuck in to make it three, a flat three in front of them. Yeah. But I mean that kind of like there's the flexibility that we have, and I imagine North Carolina FC is going to be able to do the same thing. Yeah, they'll be able to do the same thing. But one thing
1: that, that the kickers do different is we. I think we talked about it last week with the way the wingers tuck in and the fullbacks push up. Oh yeah, and that's a nightmare for a fullback to deal with when when you see. The man you're supposed to be marking, tuck all the way inside. You're like, wait, should I follow Wait, here comes the fullback. What do I do? And it's 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 really hard to deal with. I mean, if you can prepare for it, great, but you just the thing with the kickers is you never know when it's gonna happen.
0: No, totally totally not. Like it's it's gonna be an interesting matchup. It's gonna be a fun matchup. We play on Wednesday and today you as um U.S. Open Cup, whatever the big corporation's is called, was pretty much supposed to drop like whoever wins this matchup will go on and play next. Mm-hmm. But they delayed it till tomorrow on Tuesday, so we find out. I'm pretty sure y'all will find out. Yeah, we'll know. So
1: when this podcast goes out, you'll probably know.
0: Yeah, I kind of hate that. By the way, like I don't want to know who i the who I have the potential of playing before my game is done. Like, the FA Cup does it to where, after the game, they do the draw. Yeah, just they do the it that way. I mean, just do the draw on Friday. Yeah. Make it an event. Look, you're not using ESPN for anything else. Yeah. There you There's, go. Yeah, there you go. Use it for that. <laughs> That's a different topic for a different day. We can talk all day about what ESPN could be doing differently. <laughs> um, but just a few players I think we should look out for is Minor Lomas. He has six goals. He's a midfielder. So far this year, I think he is the top scorer in the USL Championship. So he's definitely someone dangerous. Um, Aaron Gullen and Stephen Miller, they'll seem like some dangerous players for them, some key players that we need to look out for. I do imagine that we're going to see the same starting 11 that we had today. Mm-hmm. I mean, not today. On Saturday, play Wednesday. I do, however, think Troyer comes into the lineup.
1: Yes. Uh, I would love to see Troyer in the lineup because this is this is going to be a different kettle of fish from last week. Yeah, and exactly. um, I think Troyer is going to bring that grit, that experience, that um, that work rate that we need to shut North Carolina down.
0: Okay, so my starting eleven would be Akira uh, Thompson, Shanasky, Akwe. Troyer, Maxie, Chen, and Wabe. Uh now I'm trying to look I put another midfolder. I wanna put Hughes, but then I wanna put Bodoc. I'll I, I, I I I go, I go Bodoc yeah. and I go Hughes and then Jackson up top.
1: Yeah. Uh I think I would I would go Bulldog and Joey G.
0: Oh god I totally forgot about Joey G. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joey
1: G. I think I think I would, go, I would go I would basketball basketball. go Bulldog and Joey G and <coughs> if things go well early on, make an early sub in the second half, maybe take off Bulldog for resting legs for the for, for the next game. Yeah, get his green game. and put Bane on. Greg yeah. Bane. Because Greg Bane is solid and you're not sacrificing Work rate and quality when you're taking Bulldog off. At least no, not too not, much. You're not, no,
0: not at all. So,
1: that way, Bulldog doesn't have to play a full 90. He can go ahead and get himself ready for the next league game. And, Bame got him covered.
0: Yeah. I really, We really do hope Joey G's good. Like, he is... If we have a possibility of winning this game, it's going to have to come from him.
1: Yeah. It's going to have to come from him. Um,
0: Chen is definitely going to... I feel like Chen is going to have a big role.
1: He's gonna play a big role as well as, of course, as usual, Maxi. Yeah, Maxi is definitely gonna be yeah. one of those guys who just he he takes charge of the midfield, and you, you can't you can't <laughs> you are not gonna be able to do too much without him. So, I'm thinking,
0: yeah. So, do you so, think there is big pressure on us to win the U.S. Open Cup? Um, like do you? I mean, granted, there was big pressure on us to definitely win against United. Yes. Because you don't want to lose at home to an amateur squad. No disrespect to them. But you don't want to do that. Yeah. Do you think us going on the road to play a team that we used to play in USL Championship, formerly known as just USL, do you think there's pressure on us or is more pressure on North Carolina?
1: There's more pressure on North Carolina, I feel. Because at this point right now, they're kind of in limbo in their league. It's like, we're mid-table, we might be playoff spot, we might not. It's still early days, we're winning some, we're losing some. We need to make sure that we... Beating the Richmond Kickers would be a confidence booster for them, knowing that they are able to beat a team. So, if if they were to lose against the Richmond Kickers, it's like you lost against a team in a lower division. Yeah. And you're struggling in your division. Well,
0: not struggling, but... You're not hitting the stride that you thought you should be
1: Yeah, exactly. That you thought you should be hitting. So, I think more of the pressure, and not only that, they're at home. Yeah. More of the pressure is on them.
0: Yeah. However,
1: that. that. again, that's the flip side, the double-edged sword of they're at home, which means that makes it harder for us. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. if this game is at City Stadium, I'm saying, look, Everybody, bring your friend, bring your aunt, bring your uncle, bring your second cousin, bring your friend from your friend's friend from down the street. You should
0: do that for any game. Any you should do that for any
1: game, but I mean, you, you know, U.S. Open Cup. Because the thing is, the Richmond Kickers have a history with that. We've yeah. won it before. We were the only non-MLS team to win it at the time. And it's just, you know, it, ever since the MLS was created... I Every. think is the
0: only team to do it. That wasn't MLS. Rock, Yeah, Rochester was the only non... When MLS came around, Rockchester was the last non-MLS non- team, team to, to win. win it.
1: And then, <clears throat> I mean, and, and not only that, kickers to win the U.S. Open Cup against
0: a fairly informed L.A. Galaxy team at that yeah. time. I mean, what? Went to Sporting KC, beat them at yeah. Sporting KC, the first team to beat them at their new stadium. Yep. So we have a lot of history with this event, with this cup. It's going to be fun. Um, game is Wednesday, I believe, at 7. Make sure you turn in. So, yeah. anything else, my man? Um, are they having like a. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of guys there.
1: heading down
0: there? Oh, uh, yeah, there's a couple. I think... Um, so
1: the Red Army is going to be split in two. Yeah, watch Party and some going on the road trip. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> watch Party... I think the Watch Party is at Tabel. Um, But there's a lot of Red Army people going now. And also, shout out to, I think it's Oak City uh, Supporters Group. I think that's the name mm-hmm. of the supporters group for North Carolina. They've been real cool. Uh, like, saying, like, hey, come on down. You know. Yeah. And whatnot. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great event. Two great yeah. supporters Group. I'm pretty sure there's going to be T TFOs. Oh, Yeah you know oh, so it's yeah. going to be epic to see.
1: I mean I I like that that aspect that MLS USL has really grown in terms of fan base here in the US. I yeah,
0: mean, it's definitely. I great. remember
1: years ago when Seattle Sounders first came into the MLS and I think that I think that was the start of the fandom culture exploding. Cuz I remember their first season they I think they broke almost every attendance record in yeah. MLS history. And it's like I remember the first time watching a Seattle Sounders game on TV. I was flipping through the channels, and, and I thought I was watching a game in Europe because, I mean, out there those fans are so live,
0: yeah.
1: And it's, and it's I feel like everyone they, they raise the bar, and everyone has answered to that standard.
0: It has, man. It's a different atmosphere. Yeah. but I think like Richmond is unique is all aspect. That yeah, we're southern, but we're like just so. So flip a switch. You know what? We didn't even talk about it. Did you ever happen at the game? No. What? So for those who don't know, it came from ESPN that the kickers were being too. How can I put this in a polite way? We were being too rowdy, so they were picking up on the audio of what we were saying, like cussing. And blessed the security lady's heart, like I, I told her, like, yo, they put you in a bad situation, but pretty much, she, she told the Red Army, like, hey, ESPN needs you guys to kind of like bring it down a notch because you guys are like they're picking up an audio, and I was just like, as soon as she said it, I just looked over my shoulder and I was just like, that was the worst thing you could have said. That's,
1: no, you don't say
0: that to the Red Army. <laughs> I mean, granted, we kind of we chilled out afterwards, but it was like for like five minutes. It was just a jam. It was it was loud. Like it was just like we were just going. We had like once again. I always shout out the Red Army when they come up with new chants. I think they came up with three new chants, and I was just like, "All right, so this is what we need to do to get you guys to get new chants." All
1: right, cool, yeah, perfect. Let's keep doing this. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's one thing that that is gonna they're gonna need to um, they're either gonna have to. Do something like get some sound editing or what, but you, you're not going to, you can't silence. No, nah, that's, that's like nah. going to, I mean, you're not trying that in
0: Italy. All right. Yeah, that, yeah. Try, that Italy. Try that in Italy. Try that in Italy. See what happens. You might not make it out to state. <laughs> you might not make it home there, buddy. <laughs> no. And then we also, I also found out that ESB actually comes to the games to do, do the production stuff. Like I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know yeah. that. Because I thought ESPN to set stuff up like in Florida. It just... But yeah, that's it. we're going off topic. All right. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, to be honest with you, that they're really hit This is and what happens it. when you record shows like 9 o'clock at night, you've been teaching all day, you start talking about other stuff. <laughs> then...
1: But no, but going back to the game, though, still talking about ESPN, they're a little hit and miss on finding their commentators. Cause oh, yeah. This Saturday's commentator was... I didn't even watch I didn't even listen to the conversation. I'm gonna go back and listen. it. halfway through the game, I had to mute the TV.
0: Oh, it was it was man. pissing me off so much.
1: That's fair. I d- no to
0: ESPN. Just at least can we just get the total soccer guys just to do the conversation? I f- I feel like Daryl and Taylor would be like Daryl and Taylor would be perfect because uh, I do I do feel they like actually halfway, know what soccer is. So. I do feel like halfway through there's going to be a Game of Thrones reference, like. <laughs> You remember, like, Oliver White did, like, the Game of Thrones reference for, like, the Liverpool-Newcastle game? Yeah. I feel like Daryl will open up a game like that.
1: Yeah. No, no, he
0: won't. He, he I would. Th- yeah. Even though I don't watch Game of Thrones like that, don't tweet at me angrily. I do feel like he will open up a game like that. That And that yeah. would be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so. What's up the me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can... Check out uh, the podcast on Twitter at RiverCity93. You can also listen to us on... Wow, we've got a lot. We're on Apple. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor FM, and, of course, Beautiful Game Network. Big ups to the Beautiful Game Networks. Um, We'd like to thank our sponsors, Golden Globe Press. Um, they've got the best choice in custom shirts, hats, mugs, and all kinds of items you may need, either for your business or maybe to decorate your den, your, you know, your man cave.
0: Upcoming kid
1: party. Exactly. You know, (laughs) soccer parties, big, (laughs) and, uh, maybe, you know, just get stuff to support your own team, even though, yeah. Thank God the season's over. Premier League season.
0: We're not, We're not talking about that. Yeah, no, no,
1: no. Um, but yeah, for for anything, you Golden Globe Press. They'll get your name out there. Um, check out their amazing products at the at a fraction of the price. Um where where is their website? Oh, Golden Globe Very easy. And um we also like to thank Roughneck Scars. Um the official scar supplier for MLS, USL, and US soccer.
0: Speaking of scars, are we gonna get new scars this season? I think so. They gotta design something new. All right. All right guys. <laughs> With that being said, you can keep us on the good side. We'll take you guys out later.